This is Aliveness, the show that explores how to create the changes you need to make to experience the sense of aliveness you're longing for and how the power of plant medicine can accelerate that process for you. I'm your host, Allison Crossweight, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. Are you doing all the things and perhaps not seeing the change that you're looking for? Maybe you've been in therapy for a while or you have an on and off meditation practice. You might have a morning routine. You've done some mindset work. You know your patterns. You know your triggers and you know what you want. And yet somehow you're not quite showing up as you want to be in the world. You're listening to podcasts, you know, Brene, Glennon, you're taking it in. And then when you get overwhelmed, you're back to that old habit or you're reactive in a way that isn't who you want to be in your life. In this episode, I am going to share four aspects of change that are so often missed. And this is going to help you adjust how you relate to your own healing and growth process. These four shifts in perspective and way of being with yourself are going to help you step more fully into all the things that you desire in life. So when there's change to be made, how do we know that? Well, primarily, we want it. We see ourselves doing something, and we know we're more than that. We're acting in a way that is outside of our control. Our unconscious is getting the best of us. And so we're in a kind of conflict with ourselves. We're fighting ourselves. And while there is absolutely a place for leaning into discipline in order to shift habits, for most of us, what we're doing is we're shaming the part of us that isn't doing what we want. So, And then we're trying to fix ourselves. So it's like this. Uh, I'm eating too much. I'm not exercising. I'm procrastinating. I snap at my kids. And it's like, ew, don't like that. Don't want that. So we're actually in conflict with ourselves because the part that's procrastinating, the part that is vegging out in front of Candy Crush or Netflix when we know we don't want to be, That part is just as important as the part that has the dream. And what we've usually learned in our culture from our caretakers, our parents, our teachers, we've learned to kind of push hard and be like the hard coach. Like, you got to do what we want you to do. It doesn't matter how you feel. That's what we've learned how to relate to ourselves because that's how we were related to. But it doesn't work. Or it works this much, not this much. We spend all the energy pushing rather than going to a deeper place and hearing what everybody has to say. And by everybody, I mean all the parts of us. So the shift is from 
I'm not doing what I should do to holding all of the parts as meaningful, listening to what they have to say, and surrendering to the full being and the time it takes for all the parts to get into a juicy flow. And one of the things this means is that we don't always get to decide what our lives look like from the conscious part. There's more happening. I mean, I could tell you things that I would really like in my life. I could tell you a lot of things. I've had a lot of dreams. And it's not that any of them were impossible. But there's more to me than the conscious dreamer. There's more. And including all of me has been a much more exciting adventure and really the only adventure that's possible. And it has been an adventure and many dreams have been fulfilled. But there is an aspect of surrender here that is rarely talked about. So the first piece is truly loving and listening to all parts of ourselves as worthy and meaningful, just as you would listen to a small child. The second aspect of change that is often misunderstood and gets in our way is this idea that I'm going to go from today to the change I want to see, and it's just going to happen like poof. And it doesn't work that way. And I'm going to say a couple things about this. In order to discover a new land, we have to lose sight of the shore for a very long time. Andre Gide. Marion Woodman used to end her seminars with this quotation. It's very important. Change is not about saying... I'm going to be perfect tomorrow. I'm going to have everything my heart desires tomorrow. Change is about allowing all of the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and sexual parts of ourselves to express themselves. And for a while, that can look for a long while. For me, it was a long while. It can look really chaotic and be really confusing. And you can think you are lost. In fact, a sure sign of doing deep work is that for a time, you are definitely lost. That is the experience. And that's a sign that you're letting the old structures come apart, the old patterns, and you don't have new ones yet. But that's the only way through. And so often in our culture, we're very marketing savvy and we're taught, okay, do this, buy this, and you will get this. And when it comes to personal growth, we miss what is between today and what we want. There's a whole world of experience and feeling. There's a new person. The new person is the one who's going to do the new thing. And that's confusing and disorienting. And personally, I go through that cycle regularly of, of, you know, okay, so I'm ready to do the next thing. And then 
oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I'm a, like, I'm a complete fraud. <laughs> I'm lost in space. And then coming out the other side with some very delicate jewels to share, like tender, precious, new wisdom and new ways of being that have shed a whole layer of all of what I've been carrying about who I should be and how it should be and what's right and wrong. And this goes over and over again, whether it's personally, whether it's in healing, whether it's in training, whether it's in um, how I communicate. And we all go through these cycles over and over again. And to the extent that we can allow them, expect them and allow them, that's when we can start to flow and it can be easier. But those years in the desert, they can be really challenging when we're fighting them. In order to discover a new land, we must lose sight of the shore for a very long time. The third aspect of change that's often missed is that change is multidimensional. It's not just in the mind. The mind moves very fast. So when the mind gets a new idea, it's off to the races. But the mind can only act to the extent that the body, heart, and soul are with it. Otherwise, it runs out of steam. And it's not grounded. It doesn't have the same power. So in future episodes, I'm going to talk in detail about each of the aspects, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, but what it means to change in each aspect. For now, what I want to say is that it's all important. For example, well, let me say something about self-worth first. Self-worth, it's not in the mind. I can sit here and I've cleared my mind much better than it used to be. And I can sit here and not have any negative thoughts about myself. But the way I sit in my chair, the way I feel emotionally, the way that my voice expresses itself is all an expression of my feeling of worth, my feeling of safety in the world. Self-worth is not a mental concept alone. It's all the pieces of the puzzle. So a good example is breath work. In the conscious connected breathing that um, you're going to hear from Jen Mansell later in this season, she facilitates with my clients. It's basically, you know, a 30 or 40 minute breathing session. No talking, no analyzing, just letting the thoughts go through and you're breathing. (sighs) That's just mine. You're just breathing. Before the session, everybody arrives on Zoom looking normal, the way they usually do, you know? After the session, they are radiant. And when Jen asks them to share what happened or anything, just to bring themselves into language again, people will say, I don't know what that was. But the fruits of it are very, very, very good. Because they've come in contact with themselves in a non-language way. 
And then as they bridge back into the analytical world, they're going to be coming at it from a very different energy with a very different perspective. That's multidimensional healing. It's the physical, emotional, spiritual connection with self and the world around us that has to be part of the puzzle alongside the mind. It's an inner aliveness that shines through. Finally, change is not about doing. It's about being. So usually we have a dream and we think there's things we have to do to get to the dream. So maybe it's being more relaxed. Maybe it's building a business. Maybe it's being closer to our children. Maybe it's opening up to what's possible. And we think there are things we have to do to get there. And our world is amazing at giving us so many possibilities of things to do. At the same time, the dream is not about doing. The dream is always about an experience, a state. So while there are absolutely actions to take on the way to the dream, it's not about the doing. And when we get overwhelmed with this self-care to-do list and then caring for everyone else in our lives and taking care of the things that need to be taken care of in life, we're completely depleted and we've lost sight. The trying to realize our vision takes over the vision. So one thing that I do with my clients is I have this awareness tool that highlights where a person is in the moment and what one action will give them the most energy to move forward. So it's not about doing all the things. I remember when I first started having a morning routine, I kept learning all these things. And it came from a place of desperation, actually. I wanted to have a baby. And so I'm reading all these things. And so you got to visualize where you are in your cycle and visualize your body and really see the body preparing for the baby. So that's amazing. And then there's some affirmations. And then there's relaxing my nervous system. And then there was preparing all the food. Then I had to make sure I was getting moving. And then I learned some magic. And I was supposed to do the magical rituals every day. And very quickly, I had this checklist. So I printed it off so I wouldn't forget anything. And then at some point, it's like, I don't want to do any of this anymore because I'm feeling like I have to do all the things to fix myself rather than what do I need in this moment? And I wasn't able at that time to go deep and connect with what it really was that I wanted. And if I had, things would have been very, very different in a really good way. And it's all unfolded. It's all unfolded. I'll talk a little bit more about that in another episode. So now instead of a detailed morning routine, which there's nothing wrong with a morning routine, morning routines are amazing. But instead of 25 things to do, or even five, I'm more checking in. And maybe I'll spend five or seven days working on something and engaging with something that feels juicy. And then I'll be on to the next thing. 
And I'm looking at the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, sexual aspects of myself as well as with my clients and saying, where is it that the care can be brought, the attention can be brought, the challenge can be brought in order to take us to the next place? But simple, easy, one thing, I'll wait. Sacred medicine accelerates a change process that is already underway. It moves with nature, with the flow, the natural flow of the natural world. So when we're already blooming, the medicine can support the blooming. Overall, the medicine allows us to see what we couldn't see before, to feel what we were unable to feel before. It connects us with our truth, with our experience, and with the present moment. And in this way, we're able to be stronger, more focused, more intentional. So for me, that was about getting to the heart of why I wanted a baby. And, and I fought it, and it took time. And there are desires there that are not only fulfilled in the form that I wanted. And the medicine helped me reach down into those desires and access them and it allowed me to loosen my attachment to the form that my life took and really root into the power of my desire, which has created work in the world that is beyond what I could have imagined. And I see stories like this every single day. So to summarize, change is not about fixing ourselves. And if you're fighting yourself, Listen to all the parts, love all the parts, and see what happens from there. Second, change is unexpected. In order to discover a new land, we must lose sight of the shore for a very long time. Third, change is multidimensional. It involves all of us. It is not just in the mind. And four, Change is how we are, not what we do. Change is found in the moment-by-moment shift in how we are being in the world, not in the accomplishment of more tasks or better tasks. The medicine accelerates our personal unfolding, a personal unfoldment process that I know is already underway. If this episode of Aliveness resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on your podcast app. Reviews make it possible for me to connect with more people just like you who are looking for inspiration and guidance on their journey to create a full, juicy life filled with aliveness. Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today. If what I'm sharing in this episode is resonating with you, take the next step on your journey and join me for a free workshop where I'll share how to get results with microdosing, what the process looks like, and answer your biggest questions like, is it safe and will I feel high? You can register for this experience by visiting alisoncrossway.com slash microdosing talk.